Welcome to Sleeping with the Moon, a year-long series of 12 monthly episodes charting my adventures sleeping out with the full moons of 2021. This month sees us go into Cadbury Iron Age Hill Fort, just a stone's throw away from my home in North Somerset, to visit the flower moon. And so on the 26th of May last year, I set out 22 years from the day our rosy flower moon daughter was born. To see the rising of the moon, the waning of the sun, and the moon set the next morning. The extraordinarily evocative music comes today from Lindsay Rose Inman, someone I've had the pleasure of meeting very recently, and I'm delighted that she agreed to allow us to play her song called Singing the Pain Away. Her voice is a mixture of delicacy and power, strength and vulnerability. And every time I hear her voice, the strength of emotion disarms me. So welcome to the flowering moon of May. I leave the car down far below to climb the steep, to reach the point. I nearly lost my wagging tongue when coming down to snow ground earth from toboggan's air bound flight. Passing the stone-lined dew pond, I doff my hat to old Harry Lyme, who has stood here, sentinel, for a century or more, providing food, shade and shelter to his sap-filled, blood-running relatives. At Hillfort, Hilltop, where Iron Age trade routes still meander in the Mediterranean mind, my inner eye dwells on the dawning of tonight's full-flower moon whilst my outer eye is filled with spectrums of late spring colour. Golden swathes of buttercup heads, dandelion-petalled teeth, stems of purpling clover, washes of shining celandine spotted with tiny blue. Who are you? Little white stitchwort, bold pink campion, as heady-scented hawthorn and pungent elder reach and bow in obeisance towards the now-sinking sun. From the Womb Hill Mound, Cadbury's fortified seat, the land slopes northwards down to the valley, riddled and reined with drove roads and river routes, wriggling across bounded moor down to the high-tided sea. We are high, at the height of spring, in the blossoming month of May, with the sweet-smelling blooms of hawthorns May, a time when sap is rising to the fore, and the young would go chasing on before through fecund green to partner and couple in verdant pasture, lush, fertile, fructuous. Looking northwest, Sky clouds alternate in bands of blue, purple-grey and unnameable hue with glowing embers in between. The ever-changing, never-remaining colours shifting from orange base, lifting into pink-crimson, a 
accompany the circular blazing, circular blinding, fiery western show, without a hint of lunar rising, eastern glow. The detritus of soiled plastic mask and sucked crisp packet resonate a warning of the two-legged selfish giant that spoils such tranquil places with its short-term disparaging vision. Tap, tap, tap. I'm instructed to stop. Tap, tap. And a thrush takes flight from the stump where an empty shell remains mourned by pink campion's drooping head. The smoke lifts and the path is found into the spinney, into the whisper of fern's tongue, the clinging, climbing of ivy, the stripping of bark's trunk, the tangle of bramble and rampant nettle, brightness of birdsong and bluebell poise, glinting leaves of holly's shine. An aerial warning rattles above as I reach the moss-lined limestone fall of rock face, craggy, where a prostrate oak lies, bewildered, roots upended, limbs akimbo, its once towering canopy, now tasting the mulching soil of down-to-earth humility. I climb the unmoored, crumbling stone stairs that slip and slide under my ungripping feet, grasping mule post roots to steady my wobbling back weight that snags the gap between granite oak and impassable branch. On a ground of carpet elder and succulent green, I find a hidden space for my lofty bed, a secret place sub rosa, to lie in wait for the flower moon's full emergence. Sub rosa, an appropriate word for our rosy daughter first emerged into the light 22 years ago to this day of tomorrow. From the end of May, when spring touches summer, the month of full bounty, two seasons in one, an eruption of growth, an explosion of colour, air scented full with spiralling song. From seeding to rooting, then seedlings first sight of warm solar light, stretching stem towards bloom and glory, then on to its own seeding ongoing story. From new to crescent, first quarter, waxing to gibbous, the full moon will rise tonight at the centre of its elliptical flight, before the yawning stretch of waning begins. From tidal waters on high alert, surging at the tug of lunar attraction, to the bulging belly of earth pulled by the moon whose own navelled centre draws closer by earth's gravitation. From follicular inception to luteal conception, gentle swelling and inner growing, a full fathom of nine moons rising and falling before the blooming of human birth. And so the story begins. Below the top of the iron-clad hill, 
where tidal waters flowed beyond the knowing of horizons petering clouds. On the edge of the channel ringed with silver for its expansive range of high to low, the cramps and kicks began in the bath, where the undercurrents of new life stirred the final phase into motion. Beyond due date, womb waves began to roll and churn, triggering the long-awaited moment. In room adjacent, a switch was flicked for brief time out, where men in red and men in grey kicked and chased across the screen to the unknown conclusion of final stage glory. Cries of unease from the womb, incredulous shouts from the room, the deficit evened, hope and belief leavened, running on adrenaline towards the goal, breathing deeply against the tidal flow, riding the inevitable out of control, looking for solace, finding soul. From bath to bed, it's time to go. From bed to car, it's not that far. Hospital ride, Paul cast aside, for the birthing plan wasn't plausible and the present time isn't laudable. So back into bed and the surging returns. Wave after wave, insistent. Wave after wave, persistent. Pulse contracting, existence protracting, endless waiting, time dilating where progress is pain, and pain is progress, and hoped for gain. The pull of the moon, the tug of the tide, the bulge of the earth, for the flower child's birth. Setting up my bed spot, a white moss drawn by the light, flutters around the head torch, surveying. Inflating the mattress, an owl patrolling the nocturnal calls its response. I prop a fallen branch to straddle the barbed wire and stepping out of the spinney, I look for a vantage point to watch the flower moons rising whilst being observed by horizon-horned cattle. Standing on Ant Mound, Clouds drift, reveals an orange segment of Cheshire Grin. Sitting on Ant Mound, a friend's text from the waiting forest, Riley asks if I've seen the moon yet. Shifting clouds expunge the feline smile. Whilst waiting, I reflect on how little I knew about the moon before this selenophile fascination began. Did you know that the moon takes 27.3 days to orbit Earth? But the lunar phase cycle from new moon to new is 29.5? I didn't. And do you know the alignment of Earth, Sun and Moon at full moon? I didn't. Then it's time to consult your orrery. The first modern planetary model that was invented in 1704 by clockmakers Graham and Tompion? The answer? It's when the Earth is directly aligned between Sun and Moon. The full moon occurs when the Moon is completely illuminated by the rays of the Sun, for we are not enough to hold back 
its light. The sun and moon, male and female, with its earth child in between. Springtime gestation to early summer awakening, blossoms ready to unfurl. Late spring beginning to full waxing blooming, the lunar dance blisters and burns. Twenty-eight nines growing towards flower child's becoming, the full moon rises and falls. Late summer conception to late May reception, the flower child nears its call. Blue-graying cloud with faint orange shine, a spark ignites from the smoking clouds and a bald head ever-growing appears as geese with stirring wing beats fly across the unwrinkled forehead. My binocular vision reveals a toupee of hair as the cloud falls away to show a wriggling eyebrow line. A cloud ties a mask and the face is blind in the middle with its crown and chin on view. Thin veils cover the blushing moon before its final curtain call, then the clouds disperse. Anticipation. Waiting in the wings, a lower cloud, inching across, covers its naked glory, bearding its chin. Only a moment to wait before the clouds evaporate to reveal the fullness of a blood-orange moon, Jaffa-ripe as the eastern eye looks across to see the western sun dipping over the horizon. The steadily ascending moon bloom touches the tips of outlying branches of the silhouetted ash before climbing behind the canopy, sharpening the black opaque penline with its luminescent screen. But now it seems caught, ensnared in the embrace of the ash. Love me, moon, stay with me. Blinded by delusion, the ash is smitten, believing that the moon looks only at her, unaware of the moon's imperceptible, inevitable flight. Realising moon's escape, ash reaches higher, clawing with immature buds, as a satellite far above, tickled by her puerile gesture, looks down with condescension. The moon, now marked by the finger-twig scratching, says, I cannot stop. I cannot stay. My course is predetermined every day to set the waters into motion. My only promise is to return again and again. As the moon shines higher across the sky, the trees call out, He looked at me! He climbed through me and promised to return. And so the story continues. The pull of the moon, the tug of the tide, the bulge of the earth for the flower child's birth. In the early hours of watching and waiting, for the flower child's reawakening, in the push and pull of the ever-changing, in the early hours of come and go, really don't know, 
debating flow, the stop and go, left alone, show, then slow, slow, no show. Unknown waters, drifting, lilting, cast adrift, unknowing. So be my rock, be my rudder, breathe as one, no time to shudder. For the seed has been sown, and this journey cannot be alone. For my belly full whale bows are heavy with our love cargo, and will always remain beyond drought, flood, dying and shame. The tide retreats, snagged on rocks, time receding, emotion reeling, floundering on dry land, it's time to push. But the moon has frozen, the tide ceased, gravity lost its pull as we sink into the nausea of gaseous air. So be my anchor, take my hand, be my harbour, under, stand. Mayday, mayday, when death was in its infancy. The room is awash with all hands, swift and precise, and the womb Moon, waiters of early dawning, rush in to pull out the flyer child's borning into the morning of a new earth. Twelve hours on, from bath to bed, to car, to bed, to birth. I hold a hand to the moon and my palm is red by the curious smile from the lunar face. But is the moon he? The man in the moon? Konsu, the night sky traveller from ancient Egypt, or Mani, Norse brother of the sun? Or is the moon she? Like the Hindu Soma, or Hinne Keha, the Maori deity of full moon? Or is the moon they? The binoculars show a face of radiant beauty from the catacombs of Rome, a circular face with a haloed orb, a female face of a paler hue with delicate shading of nose and left pupiled eye, a face whose right eye glows beyond the bridge above fulsome smiling lips. The face is constant, she smiles at me, the cheeks full round, she looks at me, her beauty like a flower's centre, shining at me. The church bell strikes eleven, and the wedding is on. Luna the moon flower, and Sol her sun-blossom brother, the eternal party-goer who never tires. I descend from the immortal heights, accompanied by another, as my shadow mimics my every step in the perfectly sharpened light. Knowing her face is following me back to my flowery bed with her divine glow shining above the ash amongst the pine. My supine moment of day's weary, dreamy rest crashes to a halt by the fall of something overhead. But there is no sign of what? Perhaps a sweet lunar love heart? I close my eyes. Time to dream. Fetus moon, 
waxing crescent. Big-bellied earth tips towards the light, bulging with gravity-fed tidal pool. Flowered head opens eyes in earthly deliverance. Fathered son takes first peak on this day of everlasting.
Waking at six, birdsong dances all around, seeping into my bed sack. Sun-kissed treetops and blue sky paints my ceiling. I breathe in the freshness of a new morning. From my horizontal hide, the binoculars seek treasure in the interlacing canopy overhead. Nine-leafed ash, five-pentacled sycamore, busy breakfasting for young, eager, nesting mouths. Great tit visit, jackdaw flits. A car grumbles its early delivery, a branch hanging above by a thread. Peace is temporary. As a sky-tearing plane cuts overhead, and a rumble trundle of iron wheels on metal track rolls along a mile away, shaking the ground beneath me. Chirping sky and human traffic. Building sight and tree leaf scurry. Incongruous mix. Ironclad train and clap flap pigeon. Squabble of crow and engine jet. Incongruous mix. Warbling air and droning works mix incongruous. Drifting in and out of shallow sleep, like the shifting moon behind last night's curtain clouds, a siren wakes me, followed by the first human voice I've heard in twelve hours. The moment is nearing, backing time, as I see and hear echoes all around me of those bed-bound hospital moments. Jet plane alarm, flies flittering in the filtered light, the crash of early morning, a nursing blackbird feeding chicks, a father soothing with sweet song. The light drops in anticipation. Birds sing in celebration, and the moment arrives, 22 years on, when we first saw our daughter, our flora bunda flowered rosy, open in the light of dawn. I take my first barefoot steps in the warmth of late spring sunlight and raise a cup of tepid tea as a bee flies by, foraging for its brood, and I look forward to marking the day with party food. I dip into sweet fudge yoghurt with the promise of what is yet to come at a legal birthday feast with the company of others indoors and out with the freedom of hugs. As I step off the hill, a robin sings from the top of a blossoming apple tree where one orange-breasted, wrinkled fruit has remained through winter's long freeze to see the next generation's flowering return. As I step off the hill of this tilting, turning planet, below the moon's orbit now sinking in the west, above the tidal pool infinitesimal, I pause and touch my heart to remember the miracle of our earthly deliverance that occurred once upon 22 years ago at daybreak dawn.
Well, thank you so much for listening to the flowering moon of May. And may the May be with you and get you out into the fecund green, enjoying the beautiful buttercups and the green blooming of this season. And look forward to meeting you again next month. Thanks go again to Lindsay Rose Inman for the astounding song. And as ever, thanks go to Pommy Harmer for producing this podcast.